Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. San Diego Padres baseball coming up on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. Today, the Padres take on the Atlanta Braves in the final game of a four-game series at Truist Park in Atlanta. Our starting pitching matchup today for the Braves, left-hander Dylan Dodd, and on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Seth Lugo. Hi again, everyone. Sam Levitt with you inside our Padres Radio Network studios. Welcome into our EcoWater SoCal Padres pregame show. Great to have you with us on this Sunday afternoon afternoon for a little Sunday night baseball, Sunday afternoon baseball here on the West Coast. First pitch coming up in Atlanta at 4.08 p.m. A lot to do in our pregame show over the course of the next hour or so. We'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. We'll check in with Tony Gwynn Jr. in Atlanta in just a little bit, plus our keys to the game and a deeper look at this starting pitching matchup between Dylan Dodd and Seth Lugo. But first, let's set the table for today's game, brought to you by Fraser Farms Market. Set your table with the highest quality of natural and organic products, a San Diego original since 1971, with three locations, La Mesa Vista and Oceanside. The Padres enter today at 5-4 and four after winning two straight games in Atlanta, a one-run win on Friday night, and a 4-1 win in last night's game. Meanwhile, the Braves had a four-game win streak snapped on Friday after winning 6-7 of seven to begin the year. The Braves now enter today's game at 6-3. and three. As we get ready for first pitch coming up at the top of the hour, let's take a look back at last night's game. How did the Padres fare in their last game? Let's take a look back. That takes me back. With our Padres Rewind. Presented by Hamul Casino. With thrilling slots and tables and all the best rewards. Hamul Casino has all the fun you're looking for. Hamul Casino. Fun above all else. A veteran starting pitching matchup between Michael Waka and Charlie Morton last night in Atlanta. Both went two scoreless innings to begin the day. In the third, Morton got the first two outs. Juan Soto then stepped in. Another payoff pitch. Soto swings, hits it in the air, deep to right field. Acuna turns around. He will watch, and it will go. A home run for Juan Soto. Deep, deep out to right center field. And for Soto, his second home run of the season, and another one here in Atlanta. He continues to torture the Braves in his career. That is his 12th home run in this building, and the Padres lead it 1-0 in the third. A home run that went 428 feet. Padres scored again in the fourth inning. Jake Cronenworth singled to start the frame. He stole second while Braves catcher Travis Darno's throw went into center field. That allowed Cronenworth to go to third base. That was significant. Rugnet Odor was next. All right, we wanted a Jake stolen base, and we got it. Here's the pitch. Odor swings. It's a ground ball to the right side. Albies coming home. The throw beats him to slide. He is safe. 
Cronenworth went in feet first, and it just took a little bit too long for Darno to catch it and then spin to his left and put the tag down. Later in the inning, Trent Grisham at the plate, runners on second and third. Grisham hit a ground ball to first base, a wide throw to home as Odor came in. A collision between Odor and Darno. more on that later. Ball got away, Kim also scored. After Kim scored, Odor went back to touch home plate. The quick summation, the Braves appealed at home plate. The umpires ruled that Odor never touched home, but Kim did. Odor was ruled out, so one run scored on the play, and the Padres had a 3-0 lead. The big story in the game then became Michael Waka. Waka went six innings, gave up just two hits. He struck out 10. The 10 strikeouts matched his career high. Waka was in line for the win. Fast forward to the bottom of the eighth inning. Luis Garcia came on. He allowed a one-out double, a double to Sam Hilliard. Hilliard was still on second base with two men away. Matt Olson then hit an RBI single to make it a 3-1 to one game. It was a critical moment in the game. The tying run stepping to the plate in Austin Riley with the Padres leading by just two. Riley hit a ball hard, but it went to Manny. Here's the pitch to Riley and a hard hit ground ball. Diving stop by Manny. Goes down to second in time. They force out Olson to end the inning and Machado laying out on the left side of the infield to make the play and send us to the ninth. In the top of the ninth inning, Odor doubled and scored on a wild pitch to make it 4-1. to one. That was big because the Braves got the first two runners on in the ninth inning against Josh Hader. The tying run at the plate, but Hader bounced back. He struck out Kevin Pillar, then Marcelo Zuna. The game was left up to Orlando Arcia. Now 3-2, and two, the pitch is swung on and missed strike three. A 96-mile-an-hour fastball, and Josh Hader earns the save with three straight strikeouts to close the Braves out here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Padres got the win. They've won two in a row in Atlanta, and now the Padres go for a series win in this four-game set. As we get ready for first pitch coming up just after 4 p.m. here in San Diego, let's go out to Atlanta, check in with Tony Gwynn, Jr., Let's go inside the broadcast booth for an inside perspective from Tony Gwynn Jr. on today's matchup in our game preview. Brought to you by a garage door and gate store, custom ornamental driveway and pedestrian gates, and of course, garage doors. Visit agaragedoorandgatestore.com. We go out to Truist Park in Atlanta, check in with Tony Gwynn Jr. Tony, as always, appreciate the time. Before we focus on today's game, take a look back at yesterday. Michael Waka, six scoreless innings, striking out 10. The first time in a long time, he struck out 10 batters in a game. Tony, what impressed you most about Michael Waka's outing yesterday? Uh, really just the command from the very first pitch that he made in that game. It was pretty clear early on that he had it going. It seemed like wherever... Luis Camposano put his glove at the ball nine times out of ten ended up in that spot or millimeters off of it. And um, he really had it going yesterday. He had all his pitches working. He executed his game plan to a perfection and um, really kept a a very aggressive uh, Atlanta offense. Um, He he really kept them at bay and and they weren't able to be as as aggressive as they normally are. A great point. Not only did he go six scoreless innings, but he did it against this very talented Braves lineup. Stay on the pitching. Looking forward to tonight. Seth Lugo on the mound for the Padres coming off the very impressive debut in the brown and gold. How do you think Seth Lugo will try to attack this Braves lineup here tonight? You know, in a lot of ways, I I see a a lot of similarities to how Michael Walker attacked um, that that Braves offense. They, They have similar stuff. 
Um, and I think it all boils down to when a, if a pitcher of, of their caliber can command the fastball early, as we saw Michael Walker do, it really opens it up. And for Walker yesterday, he commanded the fastball early, but he had all of his secondaries. Now we'll find out where Seth is today, but I would imagine that he's going to attack these guys very in a very similar way that we saw Walker. Taking a look at the Atlanta Braves on the pitching side of things. Another rookie lefty on the mound. Same thing we saw earlier in this series. Dylan Dodd will make the start. You know, it's interesting, Tony, looking at his first major league start, he used the fastball and the slider almost exclusively. Uh, we talked before the the outing for Jared Schuster earlier in this series about some of the difficulties of facing a guy for the very first time. But knowing that Dodd really went fastball, slider, heavy that first time out, how would you approach him in his second major league start? Listen, I, I think I think the two teams are, are very different in which he faced. I believe Dodds faced the Cardinals mm-hmm. in his outing. Um, that's a bit different lineup than what he's going to face in this Padre lineup. The pressure one through nine is a lot different. And so if he's not able to locate or he doesn't have good feel for one of those pitches, it could be a long it could be a long day for him. Now he was brilliant in that start against the Cardinals in terms of being able to use both of those pitches um, almost in the same way we saw Spencer Strider do in in the game in the first game of this series. But um, two pitches is a tough thing to to have when you're dealing with a lineup as deep as the Padres because if one of those pitches isn't right, um, it, it, it poses a, a big issue for you trying to get these guys out. Again, we're joined by Tony Gwynn Jr. on Arico Water SoCal Padres pregame show as we get ready for this series finale in Atlanta. Tony, before I let you go, just want to focus on the Padres lineup. Second straight game where Machado is batting second, Soto batting third. Lineup a couple of days ago, and really for the most part this year, has been Soto second, Machado third. Um, you know, I, I guess you can't go wrong with the names in this lineup, but do you have any preference with uh, the order there in the 2-3? No, not yet. I think it, this is the time of year to to play around with different spots and try to find out who's comfortable mm-hmm. where. Um, Soto, although he seems like he might be starting to come out of it, he got off to a slow start hitting in that two spot. The same with Manny. So, what? There's no, there's no, there's no risk in flip flopping those guys to see if maybe that can you know unlock both of them. And so. Um, it, it worked for the ball club yesterday. You see the you see him go, see Bo Mel go with the same lineup again today, or at least from that standpoint. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think when it's April, May, even June, it, it's okay to be playing with your lineup to try to find out where the pieces best fit. Um, but I, I'm sure at some point Bo Mel will settle in, especially with those two guys. Uh, on where they're going to be in that lineup. Yeah, and this is a good time to experiment, of course, because Fernando Tatis Jr. will come back eventually, and then maybe things will get a little bit more set in that top four. Again, we're joined by Tony Gwynn Jr. from the broadcast booth in Atlanta. Tony, as always, uh, appreciate the time. Enjoy this series finale in Atlanta, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, coming up at the top of the hour. All right, take care, Sam. All right, Tony Gwynn Jr. joining us on Arico Water SoCal Padres pregame show. As always, great stuff from Tony. When we come back, we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Also tell you who's hot, who's not. Take a look at some of the headlines from around Major League Baseball from earlier today. The Red Hot Rays, unfortunate injury in Pittsburgh, and much more coming up on that. Much more to get to on our pregame coverage here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. We keep things rolling. 
as we get ready for the Padres and Braves after this. Rico Water SoCal Padres pregame show continues as we get ready for the Padres and the Atlanta Braves coming up at 408 here in San Diego. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Good to have you with us on this Sunday, Sunday night baseball coming up more like Sunday afternoon baseball here on the West Coast. Our starting pitching matchup again on the mound for the Padres right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for Atlanta left-hander Dylan Dodd. Still lots to get to on our pregame coverage. Coming up, we'll tell you who's hot, who's not. Also take a look at some headlines from around Major League Baseball. But first, let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Something we mentioned early on in the pregame with Tony Gwynn Jr., the lineup today for the Padres at the very top, it's not anything that crazy, but Xander Bogarts leading off, Manny Machado batting second, Juan Soto batting third. Same lineup we saw yesterday, but before that it had really been Soto in the two spot, Machado in the three spot. Before the game, Bob Melvin was asked about the lineup and asked about if that mix at the top between Machado and Soto is about the way the opposing bullpen could match up or what it is. Maybe some trial and error, too, some comfortability, see where guys how guys respond in certain spots. You know, this is the type of time of year to tinker a little bit, see where guys are more comfortable. Um, you know, and then it'll be another... Take that to another level once Fernando comes back. By then, do you, you've said this, but I do mean it like literally. By then, do you expect to be set? I hope to be, yeah. Still, we got to find out where, where guys are comfortable in certain spots in the lineup. And as we said earlier, certainly when Fernando Tatis Jr. comes back on April 20th, that changes some of the dynamic as well. Earlier today, the Padres putting outfielder David Dahl on the 10-day IL retroactive to April 7th with a right quad strain. Here was Bob Melvin with an update on Dahl and how long he might be out. I've heard up to maybe 10 days, two weeks. I mean, it's going to be obviously the the time period, but I... It's been bothering him, so there's going to be a little bit of a shutdown period before he starts running again. The corresponding move was recalling Brandon Dixon back to the Major League roster. Here was Bob Melvin on how Dixon could fit into the mix on the bench. We'll see. I mean, could potentially might even be some first base, might be more outfield. Um, you know, today's a day we could have maybe fit him in there if we wanted to give either Grish a day off or Crony. I think we're, we're good where we are today. We'll see where we are in New York when we get, I think we get a left-hander there as well. But more against left-handed pitching. So that is the plan right now for Brandon Dixon. Again, Dahl to the 10-day IL. And Brandon Dixon, who was certainly in the mix during spring training to make this club, went to AAA out of uh, spring training camp, now back up in the big leagues. And, hey, we know that happens uh, all the time. Guys get injured, and then you ultimately get that opportunity. Here was Bob Melvin when he was asked if Joe Musgrove was lined up to start on Tuesday for AAA El Paso. That would have been four days rest from his first outing, his first rehab start at AAA, and he provides an update on Joe. 
I'm not sure if it's Tuesday yet. We're we're still trying to figure that one out. Can you play this for another? Yeah, one more. Yep. What, um, wanting to give him more time, possibly between. You know what? He had a funky play where he he took you know took a ball actually off his hand and then went to the ground and threw it and kind of fell awkwardly. So I think we're he, shoulder bothering just a little bit, but I think we're just giving him an extra day or two, and then we'll figure out what his next start is. He feels good. Um, just when something like that happens, you want to make sure he's, you know, he's 100% when he takes him out. Right shoulder? Yeah. Doesn't sound like anything too serious, but certainly something to keep an eye on if you're the Padres. And uh, hopefully Joe will be back on the mound for AAA El Paso at some point this week. And then we'll see when Joe is slated to return to the Padres. As we get ready for the Padres and Braves coming up at 408 in Atlanta. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Here in our Rico Water SoCal Padres pregame show. As always, we invite you to get involved with our pregame coverage. You can tweet any questions at me, any comments before today. Night's game at 97.3 The Fan SD or at me, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. If you're listening, you want to chime in on Instagram, you can do that as well. Instagram message me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. For the TikTok, uh, TikTok folks out there, I was going to say TikTokers, and then I, I don't know what happened. I got stuck. TikTokers out there, you can find me, Sammy Levitt, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V-I-T-T. A couple of shout-outs to get to. Ricky listening on the Odyssey app. Ricky, thanks so much. Bill listening from Reno. Bill, we very much appreciate you tuning in as we get ready for today's game. Now let's tell you who's hot, who's not. Which player is locked in at the plate? Who needs to get things in gear? This is Who's Hot, Who's Not, presented by Big Green Egg, the ultimate cooking experience. First, we tell you who's hot. Xander Bogart, certainly in that category still. He's hit safely in eight of his first nine games as a San Diego Padre. The numbers for Bogart so far are really good. 333 batting average, 425 on base percentage, and 1122 OPS. Three homers, three doubles, eight RBIs, seven runs, and one error committed. He has been, as we've said many times, feels like uh, we say it every night, he has been as advertised so far. For the Braves on the hot category, five hits in this series for Matt Olson. He's been on base nine times total in the three games. Olson hitting 361 with three home runs, 10 RBIs in nine games so far this year. The not list, Ozzie Albies, one for 14 in the first three games of this series. That one hit did come on a single last night. Sean Murphy, three for 17 to begin the year. Austin Nola for the Padres, three for 19 to begin the season. No hits in three at-bats on Friday. And finally, Marcelo Zuna, just two for 24 with a couple of solo home runs. Nine strikeouts to begin the year. Did hit a solo home run against the Padres on Friday night. That's a look at who's hot, who's not, as we get ready for today's game in Atlanta. Now, let's go around the horn. What's the latest information you need to know in the world of Major League Baseball? Let's take you around the horn. Presented by SD Tattoo. Impressive tattoos and custom designs. Whether you're a first-timer or a lifer, they have the artists to see your vision through. Schedule now at SanDiegoTattooShop.com. We take a look at some of the headlines from around Major League Baseball. Yesterday, Nolan Arenado hit his 300th career home run for the Cardinals against the Milwaukee Brewers. He did it against former Padre Eric Lauer. Arenado will turn 32 next week. He became the eighth active player 
to reach 300 home runs. We'll have the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up later, but some headlines from today's game. Some really bad news for the Pittsburgh Pirates and baseball, really, because this guy is a very exciting player. Shortstop O'Neill Cruz fractured his ankle after an awkward slide into home plate. There was then a, a benches-clearing incident uh, between the White Sox and the Pirates right after he tumbled into home plate. Uh, you can watch the video. Cruz doesn't slide. It's an awkward collision at home plate, and unfortunately, Cruz got really hurt. And as he's in pain on the ground, the bench is clear. Didn't look like any punches were thrown, but certainly a bit of a commotion there. And look, the biggest part of it, Cruz is now out with a fractured ankle. I'm not sure for how long, but you imagine it's going to be a while. The Tampa Bay Rays, I mean, how good are they? 9-0 to begin the year. They beat the Oakland A's again earlier today. They became, the Tampa Bay Rays, the first team since 1884. 1884 with a run differential of more than 50 over their first nine games of the season. They continue to win 9-0. The Tampa Bay Rays, perfect begin the year and that's a look at some of the headlines from around major league baseball like i said we'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up in just a little bit when we come back at Arico water socal padres pregame show we'll have some injury updates for you also take a look at our keys to the game plus we celebrate as always a very special anniversary here in san diego much more to come on Arico water socal padres pregame show i'm sam levitt on the padres radio network delivers swing and a ground ball to shortstop kim has it friendly hop throw to first that is a no hitter and that is history joe musgrove with the first no hitter in padre history april 9th 2021 at globe life field in arlington texas the kid comes home and he gets it done Two years ago today, Joe Musgrove throwing the first ever no-hitter in San Diego Padres history. The great Jesse Agler on the call. What a moment in San Diego sports history. Joe Musgrove, two years ago today, firing that no-hitter against the Texas Rangers. Welcome back to the Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show on 97.3 The Fan in the Padres radio network, your water perfected. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego studios. Great to have you with us on this Sunday as the Padres go for a series win in Atlanta. Want to uh, give a couple more shout-outs here to people tuning in. We've got some great photos here. I had a, a great photo from Glenn of what looks like a, a Bloody Mary, maybe, uh, enjoying the game with a nice drink. So uh, that looks very nice. Thank you for tweeting in the photo so much. We've got Jake tuning in from uh, Nebraska, it looks like. Wow, Nebraska. We are all over the place. We've got Nate tuning in from Avila Beach. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody, as we get ready for first pitch coming up at around 4.08 p.m. As we get ready for the Padres and Braves, let's update you on the injuries before today's game. Who's in? Who's out? This is the Bada Fulkerson Injury Report, presented by San Diego's Bulldog Injury Attorneys, who hope you're never in an accident. But if you are, make Bada Fulkerson the first call you make. Hit him up 24-7 at BadaFulkerson.com. We take a look at the injuries before today's game. We told you earlier about David Dahl being placed on the 10-day IL with a right quad strain. Brandon Dixon being recalled from AAA El Paso. 
So that was the major injury news for the Padres today. Kevin Acey in the San Diego Union Tribune reporting that Adam Engel is participating in games and extended spring training, but is yet to begin a rehab assignment. Some updates on Adrian Morahone. He played catch on Friday for the first time since leaving a spring training game with elbow pain on March 12th. And also Kevin Acey reporting that Drew Pomeranz threw a live batting practice on Saturday. So those were the updates on the Padres side of things. Other updates, the Braves putting Travis Darno on the concussion IL after that collision at home plate yesterday. Uh, we know earlier in this series, the Braves placing outfielder Michael Harris II on the 10-day IL with a lower back strain. Colin McHugh, something we mentioned earlier in the series as well, he was placed on the IL a few days ago with right shoulder inflammation. By the way, the corresponding move for Darno being put on the seven-day concussion IL was the Braves recalling catcher Chadwick Trump to Atlanta. And that's a look at our injury updates before today's game between the Padres and the Braves. In just a bit, we'll have our keys to the game, but first... Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. First, we take a look at the finals today around Major League Baseball. The Reds beating the Phillies 6-4 in Philadelphia. Jake Fraley, a go-ahead three-run home run for the Reds in that one. Red Sox beating the Tigers 4-1 in Detroit. Rob Snyder, a go-ahead single in that game. Tampa Bay, like we said, moving to a perfect 9-0. An 11-0 win against the Oakland A's. Tampa Bay beating Oakland today. Uh, Other scores, Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates beating the Chicago White Sox, 1-0. The only run came in that game on the uh, sack fly by Jack Suwinski. The Yankees beating Baltimore 5-3 in Baltimore earlier today. Aaron Judge, a couple of home runs in that game. Franchi Cordero had a home run in that game as well. Houston beating Minnesota 5-1 in Minnesota. Chaz McCormick 2-for-5 with a a two-run home run in that game for the Astros. The Marlins beating the Mets in New York 7-2. Brian De La Cruz a three-run home run in that game. Starling Marte left that game in the first inning with a neck strain after colliding with Gene Segura while stealing third base. Milwaukee beating St. Louis 6-1 in Milwaukee earlier today. Willie Adamas a two-run home run in that game for the the Brew Crew, Christian Yelich also a solo home run for Milwaukee. Rangers beating the Cubs at Wrigley Field 8-2. Marcus Simeon a two-run double in that game. The Guardians beating the Seattle Mariners 7-6 in Cleveland. Will Brennan had a big game, a game-tying two-run home run in the ninth inning, a game-tying RBI single in the 11th inning, and then the Guardians won it in the 12th inning. Big win for Cleveland. The Colorado Rockies beat the Washington Nationals 7-6 in Colorado. Charlie Blackman, a game-tying RBI single in the 6th inning to tie it at 6. Ryan McMahon, a go-ahead walk with the bases loaded in that 6th inning as well. Giants beat the Royals earlier today 3-1 in San Francisco. Michael Conforto a go-ahead two-run home run in the eighth inning for the Giants. Toronto leading the Angels 10-6 in the eighth inning. Shohei Otani, a two-run home run in that game. Matt Chapman, though, a grand slam in the fourth inning for Toronto to put the Blue Jays ahead. Arizona, how about this, leading the L.A. Dodgers 11-4 in the eighth inning. Diamondbacks trying to win their third straight against L.A. Nick Ahmed, a two-run single in that game. Paven Smith, also a two-run base hit in that game 
for Arizona. And that's a look at the out-of-town scoreboard on this Sunday around the major leagues. One of the nice things about uh, being on Sunday night baseball, or at least Sunday afternoon baseball here on the West Coast, is that, uh, well, everything normally has gone final by the time this game begins. By the way, how about Tampa Bay? Another 11-0 win over the A's. They are 9-0. The Tampa Bay Rays certainly one of the big stories from this early part of the season. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we get ready for the Padres and Braves coming up just after the top of the hour from Atlanta. Let's take a look at our keys to the game. How are the Padres going to unlock a win today? These are the keys to the game. Presented by Premier Chevrolet, a different kind of dealer who's a solid community partner providing excellent service. Joe Musgrove's choice is Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Chevrolet, find new roads. We take a look at our keys to the game. Key number one, Trent Grisham at the very top of the Padres lineup. Grisham, two for five last night, has a hit in seven of nine games so far to begin the year, although he's uh, not at the top of the lineup today. Erase that. He's uh, hitting eighth, playing center field. Bogarts against the lefty at the top of the lineup. But still, Trent Grisham, only Padre to have reached base in all nine games this season. Certainly a key in the game today for the Padres. Key number two, Juan Soto. Two for four with a home run and a single yesterday. He was just four for 29 before yesterday. Juan Soto, we've talked about it. He has been exceptional against the Atlanta Braves in his career. Soto's 1136 OPS against the Braves, the highest of any player all time against Atlanta. Really, really impressive what he's done at Truist Park and against these Atlanta Braves. And certainly every night, Juan Soto a big key, certainly the same way against the Braves here today. And that's a look at our keys to the game as we get ready for this one coming up in Atlanta. As we get ready for today's game, just like we did yesterday, let's get a little Atlanta perspective on things on a couple of their key players. Here was... Chris Domino from the Braves Radio Network on Ronald Acuna Jr., what he brings to Atlanta. He's different in the sense that this is a pretty quiet bunch. Now, look, everybody's got their celebrations. They did the slashes with Josh Donaldson. They did the let it rain and open up an umbrella in the dugout when he hit a home run. They had the panda head here for a couple of minutes as well. So it's not like they don't do things like that, but it's about as quietly done as any place I've seen in baseball. But Ronald's sort of the exception of that. Ozzie's, to me, the emotional leader of this team. I, when you watch him work with Ron Washington every day, and it's just hilarious, they're back and forth. And Ozzie being back and being in the clubhouse and being ready to play, I think is really vital. Ronald, because he's an MVP caliber talent, and he is, hitting leadoff, start a game, uh, maybe get six at-bats if the offense is going well. He's the guy who declared he's back this spring. And he wasn't saying that to anybody in particular, but he was saying it to everybody. And there aren't many guys in baseball that are willing to sort of say out loud what it is they think they're capable of. But he thinks he's capable of a 40-40 season. Good thoughts there from Chris Domino of the Braves Radio Network on Ronald Acuna. How about Austin Riley, who's had a great start to the year, batting 313. A couple of home runs, seven RBIs back in the lineup, playing third base, batting third for Atlanta tonight. Here was Chris Domino from the Braves Radio Network on Austin Riley. When I saw the MVP voting a couple of years ago, he was robbed. When I saw the top 10 third baseman that MLB Network did last year before the year started and he wasn't around it, that was ridiculous. Uh, maybe because he's not flashy. Glove is better than people thought, but he is he's a presence in your lineup. 
You know, whether you're going to hit him four, whether you're going to hit him five, mm. he gives you an opportunity for three runs pretty quickly. And, it, and the way he goes about his business, he's made himself a better defender. Uh, he, he is – you'd love to say you'd have five of them in the clubhouse. I'm just not sure there are, you know, five guys that you can gather up who would be his personality. He loves the game, doesn't want to talk about himself. He'll tell you about what the pitcher did on a night where he hit the three-run home run to help the team win. Uh, really decent guy who has grown into – he got his big contract, no doubt about it. He knows the expectations get raised. But if you're going to do cornerstone-type things, if you're mm-hmm. going to play the is there a chance we have somebody that might in some day be put into the same sentence with Chipper Jones, not necessarily because he's a Hall of Famer, but because he manned that position and nobody had to worry about it for 10 years, he certainly feels like that type of guy. That was Chris Domino from the Braves Radio Network. Some thoughts on Ronald Acuna Jr. and Austin Riley. We'll step aside here in our San Diego studios. When we come back, we tell you what to watch for in today's game. Also take a look at this pitching matchup between Seth Lugo and Dylan Dodd. Much more to get to on Rico Water, SoCal Padres pregame show on the Padres Radio Network. Our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network as we get ready for tonight's game between the Atlanta Braves and the San Diego Padres. It's a military Sunday here with the Padres, and we want to give a special salute to all our active duty service members, veterans, and their families. San Diego County Toyota dealers are proud partners of the Padres and honored to support San Diego's military community. First pitch coming up at around 4.08 p.m. as the Padres go for a third straight win against the Braves in Atlanta and the Padres going for a series win in this four-game set before they take off for New York and this seven-game road trip continues. We'll have a deeper look at this pitching matchup between Seth Lugo and Dylan Dodd coming up in just a couple of minutes, but first... What's the one thing you need to be on the lookout for in today's game? This is What to Watch For, brought to you by Genesis Home Improvements. What to watch for when hiring a home remodeling service is making sure they're licensed, bonded, and insured. Genesis Home Improvements is that and more, specializing in exterior painting, roof replacements, and vinyl windows. Visit GenesisHomeImprovementsSD.com to request a custom quote today. A couple of things to watch for in today's game. Item number one, Seth Lugo getting ahead. Very important today that Seth Lugo turns in a good outing for the Padres. And how can he do that? Especially today with Luis Garcia and Josh Hader likely unavailable in the Padres bullpen. Well, the blueprint from his first outing of the year is pretty good. Lugo threw first pitch strikes to 22 of the 25 batters he faced in his first start of the season. So if Seth Lugo can throw strike one, get ahead, typically that's a pretty good recipe for success. Item number two, the Padres on the bases. Padres have stolen four bases in the last two games. They had just one steal in the first seven games of the season. So we'll see if the Padres are aggressive on the bases once again here today. That's a look at what to watch for in today's game between the Padres and the Braves coming up at around 4.08 p.m. here on the West Coast. Now let's take a look at our pitching matchup between left-hander Dylan Dodd and right-hander Seth Lugo. Let's take a look at who's on the mound today with our starting pitching preview. Presented by Home Turf. Save time and water with pet-friendly Always Green Grass. And get a free consultation by calling the team at Home Turf at 888-4-SD-TURF or go to sdhometurf.com. 
First, we take a look at right-hander Seth Lugo on the mound for the San Diego Padres today. 33 years old in his eighth MLB season, Lugo was excellent against the Rockies on Sunday. Seven innings, one earned run given up, four hits allowed. He struck out seven, walked nobody, 93 pitches. It was Lugo's first start since the 2020 season. Lugo has a ton of experience against the Atlanta Braves because of all those years with the Mets in the NL East. A 4.06 ERA in 51 innings against the Braves, three starts against them in that time. With that, obviously, comes a lot of experience against this Braves lineup. Acuna, 5 for 10 against him in his career. Albies, 3 for 13 with a home run. Olsen, 2 for 2 with a home run. Riley, 1 for 8 with a home run. And Eddie Rosario, 2 for 5 with a home run. The pitch arsenal for Seth Lugo in that very first start of the year, a four-seam fastball at 39%. The curveball at 32%. We know he likes to throw that curveball a lot. He'll also mix in the slider, the sinker, and a changeup. And that's a look at right-hander Seth Lugo. Meanwhile, on the mound for Atlanta, rookie left-hander Dylan Dodd, 24 years old, a third-round pick by the Braves out of Southeast Missouri State in 2021, the highest-ever pick out of that school, the 2021 Ohio Valley Conference Pitcher of the Year, entered the season as the Braves' 10th-ranked prospect, according to MLB.com. His major league debut at St. Louis on Tuesday, five innings, one earned run, six hits, struck out three, no walks, 73 pitches, Little bit of a weird note from that outing. He didn't face a left-handed hitter in the outing. He will do that here today with a number of lefties in the lineup for the Padres. The pitch arsenal for Dylan Dodd, a fastball, curveball, slider, changeup. But like we said earlier when we chatted with Tony Gwynn Jr. in Atlanta, he threw the slider in the four-seam fastball almost exclusively in that first major league start. He threw the changeup a few times, but it's going to be really interesting today to see what Dylan Dodd does as far as mixing in the fastball, the slider, and potentially his other pitches as well. And that's a look at our starting pitching matchup today between Seth Lugo and Dylan Dodd. Before we go and get you ready for Padres baseball coming up here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network, a couple of other notes for you as we set the table for this series finale. Padres in a midst of 18 games in 18 days on a seven-game road trip right now. And just looking ahead after today's game, Padres will play a three-game series against the New York Mets before coming home on Thursday to take on the Milwaukee Brewers. Padres enter today at 5-4 and four after winning two straight games in Atlanta, a one-run win on Friday night, a 4-1 to win in last night's game. Meanwhile, the Braves had a four-game win streak snapped on Friday after winning 6-7 of seven to begin the year. The Braves now enter today's game at 6-3. and three. Padres losing on Thursday, winning Friday and Saturday, and now going for a series win in this four-game set here today. Taking a look at some top performers for the Padres, certainly Xander Bogarts, mainly in that category. He has been terrific so far in the brown and gold. He's at safely in eight of his first nine games as a Padre. Some of the numbers for Bogarts, really, really impressive. Three thir- uh, excuse me, 333 batting average, a 425 on base percentage, an 1122 OPS, three home runs, three doubles, eight RBIs, seven runs scored so far. Bogarts has been 
terrific so far in a Padres uniform. Another name to watch for Atlanta in their lineup today, no doubt, Matt Olson. Five hits in this series. He's been on base nine times total in the first three games of this series. Olson hitting 361 with three home runs and 10 RBIs in nine games. A couple of other names to watch. Juan Soto had a couple of hits yesterday, including a home run every game. Juan Soto is a big key in this Padres lineup. Can Juan Soto continue to take steps forward offensively? That's certainly a very big key as well. Also, a key in the lineup today for the Padres, Austin Nola doing the catching and batting seventh. Nola just three for 19 to begin the season. No hits in three at-bats on Friday night. We'll see if Austin Nola can get it rolling tonight in Atlanta. Thanks for listening to the Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show here on 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network. First pitch coming up at 4.08 p.m. Jesse Agler, Tony Gwynn Jr. will have the starting lineups, first pitch, and all the play-by-play coming up. I'll talk to you postgame. You're listening to your home for San Diego Padres baseball, 97.3 The Fan and the Padres Radio Network.